When is Late Model Live coming on tonight? Oh my God! We got Weaver, Beaver, Kevin Weaver wins! There's no green light! The race of the year! Forget about it! I don't want to hear nothing else! Glad to see all our fans are out tonight. <laughs> I hope they appreciated that ass kicking. And you all, I know you love me. I mean, Dirt on Dirt's interviewing me right now. You got to be kidding me. Who's it gonna be at the line? Oh, no! The winner of the inaugural Dirt Million, Earl Pearson Jr. Oh, my! Shannon Bath wins it! Are you kidding me? The kid can wheel a truck. The kid can wheel a wave model. Oh, hell yeah! At the line, it's gonna be Jonathan Davenport! This is one of those days you literally can't find anything to complain about because it's such an awesome day. This is your race day report for... It's going to be Scott Bloomquist winning his eighth Dirt Late Model Dream. D-Swap, move over. New race of the year. Into turn number three. Davenport blocking. Shepard, slide job. Davenport answers. Shepard wins. Shepard wins. I really do like Twitch. Look at this thing tonight. But for right now, sit back and relax. And most importantly, welcome to DirtOnDirt.com. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. It's a shame, really, that somehow this race is considered number two. No one disputes the World 100 at the top. But when you look at Eldora's other big late model race, somehow it's undervalued. I mean, it's right in the name, the dream. The idea that the greatest dirt late model promoter of all time said, you know what? These guys aren't racing for enough money. So let's make a dream race and pay $100,000 to win. And in the 25 years since, We've had it all. Hurtling into turn three and four. 18 Bloomquist down low, and he assumes the lead. Late model for racing's biggest prize is the late model dream. $100,000 winner. Bloomquist and Fry. There's no green light. One word, Freddy. Mars and Barnett for the ultimate upset and some guy named Stewart holding his own until the very end. A scan of driver websites often reveals that this is the most wanted race to win and not its globed brother, but this one. And let's not forget, dirt late model drivers are, if nothing else, prize fighters. And this is the ultimate prize, the first and most famous six-figure prize in our sport. This trophy may make a career but it's this paycheck that changes lives. Eight times the GOAT has done it. The one-man band finally got Illinois off the Eldora skids. Matt, Rick, Donnie, and of course Billy have all cashed that dream paycheck. It may never climb to the level of the World 100, but for those of us that know, that's probably not fair. It's given us drama, excitement, disbelief, and in a way, just maybe, more consistently delivered that Eldora magic 
than the September race. This year, it adds not only another year to its history, but $25,000 at the top to make it even more dreamy. $125,000 to win. Eldora's current leaders adding to Earl's dream vision. So maybe they shouldn't be number one and number two. Maybe they're both number one, the world and the dream, side by side instead of front and back. Eldora, the 25th dream, for more money than ever. We can all agree that takes a backseat to nothing. Accelerating into turn three, this is the dirt late model three. Are you allowed to give yourself chills? How does that work? <laughs> since, since tech, tech, is, it, is it preposterous to say that I have chills after the video that I wrote and voiced? Is that too much? I don't know what the rules are. No, I know I have them. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. You know, I had a promoter not all that long ago stop me and say, and I'm going to do my promoter voice, can you maybe try to hide your love for Eldora a little bit? This is an actual quote. We get it. It's the biggest racetrack in the world. Can you maybe tone it down a little? My short answer to that is... No chance. Dream 25 is this weekend at Eldora Speedway, and I'll be perfectly honest, and I'm being dead serious when I say this, I am as excited about this stretch of racing as I have been any in a very, very long time. This is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. I am Michael Rigsby alongside Turn and D-Suave Derek Kester, and it's good to be back in the captain's chair. <sighs> After a few weeks, I have to wash the stench of dust and Jared off this thing a little bit. <laughs> How did it go without me, guys? How did it go without me? It was a little more loosey-goose. You know, we had some fun with it, but this is all business this week, just like the drivers. We're headed to Eldora, Dream Week, can't wait. But uh, I'd give DJ about a B-minus, B-plus, but uh, Rigsby, Rigsby, you're going to have an A-plus a show today. Turn, how was it without me? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know. It was average, right? Average. Wow, a B minus, an average. You guys really <laughs> yeah. throwing Dustin under the bus he when good. he's he not good. here. As is the case with every pre and post Dream and World 100 show, we are big E heavy tonight. Previewing the now $125,000 to win race, the most the Dream has ever paid in this, the 25th edition of the race. I can't believe it's 25 this weekend. Our pay attention segment will go in depth with our media roundtable as Ben and the aforementioned Dustin Jarrett and Todd and the rest of the gang will preview the entire weekend. Fantastic stuff that we've got from them coming up. Our guest tonight for only the second time ever on Late Model Live, Scott Bloomquist will join us. 
I was going to say, will he or won't he? He's racing this weekend. D- Derek, I mean, he's racing this weekend, right? I was going to say, will he or won't he? How is the test going to go? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Scott's racing this weekend. I mean, we can say whatever he wants. He's going to be, barring something big happening, he is going to be behind the wheel this weekend. And throughout the show, just like the preview piece you watch at the Open, we have so much dream content and dream preview stuff. It's just dream content galore as we hone in on America's original six-figure Dirt Late Model Payday. And don't forget, for the sixth year in a row, number six now, we are live from Eldora this weekend. If you want to watch the Dirt Late Model Dream, you see it right there. You can do it right here at DirtOnDirt.com every single lap. All three days from Eldora can be seen right here on this website this weekend as part of our partnership with the great folks at EldoraSpeedway.com as we all bow down to Jonathan Bateman at Eldora, our, our brother-in-arms. We love JB so much and Roger Slack and everybody at Eldora. So many cameras, so many pit reports, instant replay, drone video, and a few other wrinkles that we have up our sleeve as we uh, develop our live programming at Eldora. It's late model people, and I, I can't say that enough. We are late model people bringing you the biggest late model races on the planet live and in your living room to your phone and everywhere in between. Year six of watching the Dirt Late Model Dream live at Eldora. Can you believe this? Well, were you you were around for the first one, right? First dream live that we did? Yeah, because I started in 2012, so 13 was our first. So uh, I've been to every single one. Turn joined us a few years later, but uh, I can't wait. You guys do a good job there. Obviously, I'm doing all the on-demand stuff, you know, and social media, so... You guys, I mean, I'm going to give you guys some credit. Turn, you do a good job switching, bud. He's like the third best switcher we have available (laughs) to do the dream this weekend. Of course, myself being a – well, Turn, I mean, that – I don't know if you know this, but they're still talking (laughs) about that photo finish with Burkhoffer and Ecker back in the day, the way that it was switched and everything. Did you – That was you. Have you heard that, Turn? That was you, Dad. I don't remember who was switching. I don't really like to take credit for things, as you guys know. That's not my style. Um, But Turn's available. He'll be there this weekend. So (laughs) – Turn. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> turn will be on. Turn, listen, Turn's directing the entire live program. What you see on the Jumbotron, what you see at home, it's all Turn. But if we and Derek didn't make fun of Turn, what fun would this be? We'd have no fun at all, right, Turn? Just a bunch of bullies. That's all you are. Oh, Derek, stop making fun of them, all right? Six year in a row, watch the dream live at dirtondirt.com in our partnership with Eldora Speedway. Com. Five things. We'll recap the weekend that was the non-rainiest weekend of the year so far. We actually got a lot of racing in, which was somewhat exciting. It wasn't just raining out left and right. We'll talk Magnolia, Outlaws in the Southeast, Bedford, Mason Ziegler, a nice big win there and all points in between. Top 25. And do we need to do we need to change the name from Suave's Lock of the Week to just Suave's Pick of the Week? Because there's nothing. Unlock. There's Suave's Unlock. Suave's Loss of the Week. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Suave's Loss of the Week. Turn. You're back. You're back. I'm back. Uh, That was good. And Dream Statistics. I've got some Dream Numbers that I want to throw at you, courtesy of who does all of our numbers? Andy. He says to me, by the way. On, on him and I are talking in Slack yesterday, and I said, hey, I'm going to use this, this, and this. He said, okay, make, make sure to credit my Twitter account, he said, for that. I'm like, well, I, I mean, who, who else am I thinking for? And I think everybody knows it's Ember Todd that comes up with these. So uh, real quick, guys, I want, want something from each one of you. Give me one off-the-radar thing to know or look for this weekend. Derek, you first at the Dream. I think the vibe for this year's Dream is going to be matching, if not more than the win Tony Stewart raced. So that have been, like, what, 09, 08? 
Uh, yes, lines. correct. That, I remember when he was going to race that week and it was a big deal. But with all these rainouts and this being the first crown jewel with the show me being canceled, I feel like this one has a lot more pop than usual. And it's, the, you know, the silver anniversary, the 25th Ooh, annual. Derek, so. and you knowing silver anniversary numbers. Your grandparents, you went to your grandparents. That's how you know. Yes, that, yes exactly. I knew that's why. Yes. I knew that's what it was. But I think it's just going to be a huge weekend. Every lap's live. And it just has a great vibe and I buzz. I agree. Huge buzz. Turn thoughts. Um, I mean, I would say... Can I give a prediction, or what are Ooh, you looking at Ooh, wow, here? okay, well, I guess we're right into the prediction I mean, game, I mean, like four minutes into the show, by sure. the way. So, I mean, off the radar, uh, we're going to talk about some different stuff uh, to do with new drivers. I think we see a first-time dream winner. How about whoa, that? Whoa, whoa, you're saying, like, literally, oh, not just a preliminary night, a Saturday night first-time yes. dream. Wow. So, like, every driver, but, like, six or seven. Drivers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, basically, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm predicting that Bloober doesn't win. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, well, Turd's coming correct, though. I like that. We're starting this dream show off well. Let's continue going well with five things. Here we go. Number one on five things, you know who's pretty good? Mike Marler. Breaking news, Derek, Mike Marler is pretty good. A year after it looked like he was walking away from that Ronnie Delk ride after winning the World of Outlaws title and working with Kevin Rumley this year in the six car, it turns out he's back with Delk and still winning big races and it's barely June. Saturday night, Lucas Oil at Magnolia, 15,000 to win 100 laps and this thing was never in doubt. Mikey got the lead from pole sitter Tim McCready on lap number four, seen here, and he was gone. Ben Shelton texted me during this one and said, it is over. No one is touching Marler. That was his exact words to me. Keep in mind, this thing went 100 caution-free laps in just under 30 minutes. That's impressive also and a testament to Magnolia. Marler never challenged for his biggest payday of the season so far in that 157. Uh, it's awesome, you know. Ronnie and I like like we we've we've uh, we've we've done we we've never written like not been together. We just chose to focus on other things other than racing a little bit, and and uh, but we love it and it's in our blood and we we really enjoy it. So, uh, but yeah, Ronnie Ronnie still had all the most of the equipment I could race, and I just uh, so then uh, we had the equipment, raced a time or two there, and then Derek Jones and Nick Jones with Marathon uh, Jones Oil, they they uh, you know Derek contacted me there and and told me that they were kind of missing racing. They'd sold their team and want to just be a part of something without having to be neck deep in it, you know. And and uh, so I hope the, hope them guys are having fun. They've been they've actually went and helped me a few times. Helped me at Florence the other day. Helped me at Brownstown. And, uh, you know, uh, I think they're coming to Eldora next week. So, you know, you, when you got a lot of great people around you, it's just hard to fail. Keep in mind also, for the first time ever, the Clash at the Mag was a three-day event. Some people might have thought it was too much, but to me, after all the rainouts Lucas and Rick Schwally have had to deal with this year and Richie Lewis, I was like, you know what? It was good to get three straight nights in. Josh Richards, Josh Richards, that is, won the first night for 5,000. Jonathan Davenport, whose points lead is bumping up on 400, won the second. Um, you know, we got a notebook to go off of. Last year, you know, uh, it was it was uh, the first year back with everybody, and we was having a jail, uh, new new motor combination. I was back in the Longhorn cars. You know, the, the year before that, I was in Barry's cars, and then I, I ran some Rockets. But uh, just th- this Longhorn chassis, after uh, we got some few kinks worked out of it, we, we built the same cars again this year. And uh, like I said, we just got a notebook to go off of. And we're, it's just really, really consistent. Uh, we got a big window to work in whenever we do change some stuff. Man, it feels really good. You know, we started at the beginning of the year and had a few things in the package that were a little bit different. I wasn't that comfortable and uh, made some changes. And, and we've had a lot of speed lately. We just haven't been able to put a whole night together. And, uh, you know, it feels I feel like we've, we should have won 
you know, months ago, but uh, but it feels really good to finally win here at Magnolia. And, you know, it's, it's only a 25 lapper, but uh, still you're a little nervous because I drew the number one pill. So you're in the hot laps. The track wasn't that good. And then we were the first car on the track and we had speed, you know, we were able to set fast time, but also the track fell off too. So, and then in the heat race, it was bottom dominant. We were, in the, you know, on the pole the first heat and uh, we were, everything kind of laid out where it needed to, but then it, the, when the feature came along, you know, the car really shined and, and uh, you know, we were able to, you know, showcase what we had. I always like to have a little sub note after the sound bites part of this segment. Shout out to Dane Dacus, finished seventh at this race. That's no easy feat. Not only against the Lucas Bunch, but especially at a driver's track like Magnolia. you got to earn it there. Good on him. A nice run for Double D. Oh, by the way, the top three on Saturday night, Marler, McCready, and Davenport, the last three drivers of that Rumley 6 car. I thought that was interesting. Number two on five things, Turn and Suave, look at this. Both national tours actually got in all their scheduled races this weekend. You saw Lucas do it in Mississippi, and the Outlaws were able to do it in Georgia and South Carolina. First up, Cacheron. Pretty good race on Friday night. It looked like Chase Younghands might have won this one if some lap traffic right there just doesn't get in his wrong way at the wrong time, wrong place sort of thing. Brandon Overton was able to slip by him and go on and get his second World of Outlaws win of the season. To Lancaster, South Carolina Saturday, and there he is. We knew Sheppy wasn't going to get totally shut out. He starts fifth. He got the lead from Ben Watkins. We'll have more on him in a second on lap 20 when Watkins had a tire issue. And Shepard was just absolutely gone after this. Like Marler, he dominated, except Sheppy won 10 grand. Mikey won 15. First Overton, then Sheppy. Two big World of Outlaw wins on the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, you know, as tight as the corners are, like I said, it's really not like anything when we race on. Uh, it's got a little bit, you know, there's a few tracks that got long straightaways and somewhat tight corners, but not the banking like this place has got. So, it, uh, like I said, hopefully everybody... Had a good time, and thanks to all the crowd for coming out. It looks like they had a really good turnout. So. I love coming home and racing, uh, just, you know, a place I grew up racing at. Uh, it's cool. Like I said, I can't thank everybody in those stands for coming out and watching. You know, uh, hell, I don't know. Like I just told Demi, it's, it's been too long. You know, uh, when you're running bad, it seems like you ain't wanting forever. But I uh, can't say enough about Harold and Billy and uh, Wes and Christian Lee coming and gave us a hand tonight. Just everybody, everybody back at the shop that helps. This has been a learning curve for me, for sure, you know, trying to, I've always done it by myself, you know, and uh, like I said, can't do nothing but go up from here, I hope, and uh, I'm just, like I said, can't thank all these sponsors, the cultures, they've been more than patient with us, you know, uh, it means a lot to drive for people that, you know, uh, let you work it out on yourself, you know, on your own, and uh, try to make the right decisions. A couple of local notes on these events. Crowds at both places were really good, and our production team actually told me there was a genuine buzz in the air about a national touring series being in town, and I think that's very cool. I think Cochrane and Lancaster both made out pretty well this weekend. Speaking of local, look at the top six from Lancaster. Sheppy in first, but then it was Ross Bales, Michael Brown, Johnny Persley, Zach Mitchell, and Dalton Wilson. Rarely do you see a national tour race where the locals show up and show out that strong. That doesn't even include Watkins, who led the first 20 laps before that flat tire. Overall, a feel-good weekend for the Outlaws. And don't look now, Chase Younghands in second in tour points. I think Sheppy wins it, but Chase is in second right now. Number three on five things. It's rare that we highlight a late model race that was the support class at an event. But that was the case with the Mega 100 at Tyler County this weekend. 15,000 to win for the mods. Eddie Carrier Jr. won that mod portion. Good to see little Eddie back in the driver's seat, and he was happy to be in victory lane. On the late model side of things, Friday night there was a 3,000 to win race that, no surprise, Max Blair won. 
And Saturday night it was 5,000 win, and I got to get myself ready for this. Probably the race of the weekend, if not the year so far. Blair was looking to go back-to-back -back on Saturday, but here we are late in the race, less than 10 to go. He's pinned in by lap traffic. Jared Miley joins the mix with, with, with one of the Hawkins brothers as well. I feel like there's 20 Hawkinses there at this point. We've got a three-way tussle for the whole shebang. Look at this. This was an unreal race. Tyler County, when it gets like this, is really good. There was a yellow with six to go. On the restart, it was just as good. Hawkins is all over Blair now. This is with three laps to go, just right at three laps to go. He passes him in one and two and gets the win or gets the lead right here. And I think this might be the move of the year, Turn and Suave. Look at Max Blair right here, slamming it to the outside and somehow squeezing it in there to get the lead back. But his flat tire gets a flat tire left rear right there. Blair's tire goes down. Hawkins and Miley slide by. It was unbelievable. We get the yellow there, but these two come right down to the stripe. Hawkins holds on for the win at the last lap. Tyler County was exceptionally good this weekend. And Dustin Jarrett says it all the time. When this place is right, it's one of the absolute best in the country. Jared snuck up on us in lap traffic and uh, it was getting pretty dicey. It was, it was really blowing a lot of dust, so it was kind of hard to see. And, uh, you know, I thought we might have had a better shot in traffic. And when the caution come out with six to go, I knew we were going to have to make a move. And uh, I got a good run on Max coming up the front straightaway here and tried to get by him down here in one and two and didn't quite clear him. And then down here in three and four, I thought for sure I cleared him, but he muscled back around the outside of me. And we got together a little bit there. I hated to cut his tire down. I'd rather race him to the checkered, but. Uh, you know, for the luck we've had this year, um, you know, I'll take it any way we can get it right now. Tyler County, that was Jacob Hawkins, by the way, Swab. I, I did know the, the difference between the Hawkins. Uh, they can get dogged a lot for how dusty it can be, but here you go right here, man. When this place is good, it's one of the best racetracks in the country. Cody Watson and company deserve a lot of credit for improving that facility and keeping the racing good. If you've never been to Tyler County, you got to go. Look at this, three wide at least once. Number four, Southern All-Stars was supposed to have a double header at a first-time track, Richmond Raceway in Kentucky, but Friday got rained out. Saturday night, it was all systems go, though, for Michael Chilton to get the richest super late model win of his career. The Salvisa Kentucky driver led all 50 laps, held off Riley Hickman and Jackie Boggs to pick up 6,000 bucks. And lap traffic, he had to get a little creative. He did not want to go to the top right here to pass this lap car, but he did. He really would have preferred to be on the bottom, but it all worked out. No, we just... Uh... Track conditions probably favored starting on the front row there. Uh, we got a good lap qualifying, and that kind of just set the mood for the night. And then that run of heat, you know, starting for qualifying first, but starting on a pole, and that's where you wanted to be tonight. And uh, track was a little racy early, kind of got locked down there a little. Not necessarily locked down, but one lane right around that bottom. And I, I think Jackie or somebody was rolling this top over here, and maybe over there off of four a little. I could hear them out there, and I thought they're going to have to work for it out there because I'm just going to hug this bottom. And then uh, I was looking at the leaderboard there, and I seen Zach get up there. And, he was the one I was worried about. Man, he gets around this place awful good. And I seen him get up there, and I knew he was, I was kind of figuring he was going to be on the restart. And uh, well, I guess him and Jackie maybe raced back there, and I started inching away from him, and we caught that traffic there. And man, them guys just hugged the bottom, and I, I, I hated to roll out outside, but I thought if I don't, that one of them's going to. So I rode the outside of that lap car there, and it worked out good for us. And uh, I just uh, can't thank everybody enough there. Uh, at the shop this week, uh, we hit it pretty hard there, and kind of went over this thing and got it back closer to where it needs to be. And uh, Hey, thank uh, Josh and Donk. They've uh, helped me out a lot there, Marlers crew. These, uh, they've kind of helped me go over some stuff on this car and got it lined back out, and I owe a big thanks to them.
this race, by the way, had nine cautions, a bit too many for my liking, turn nine cautions. Chilton survived them all. Hard to believe that was the richest career win he's had at 6,000 bucks, but it was. He kept the cash in Kentucky. And finally, number five, the Mason Ziegler Redemption Tour continued a week after getting his first win at Port Royal after being snake bitten there so many times. The 26-year-old got his first ever win at Bedford Friday night in the Billy Win Classic after being on the wrong end of bad luck there just one week earlier. The victory for the Pennsylvanian in his home state is $8,300 to win this race as he dominated from the pole and led all 50 laps. Mason pulled back the reins this year to run regionally, and so far, so good for the Chalk Hill, Pennsylvania kid. Thank you, buddy. Man, we've been coming here for years. It uh, seems like every time we come here, we get snake bit. We pull the motor up or we blow the tire out. Last week, we were really fast. We were already racing. Broke a freaking J-bar, headed for about dumping this thing. But uh, to come back tonight and win it, uh, I sort of goofed up in the heat race down there, but I was uh, it was, uh, sadly got by me. But I was able to run away back down, so I knew our car was good. And I knew the top two regions, so I wasn't too concerned about it. We drew the pole, and when that made me walk down, I, I knew I just needed to conserve the tires. And, Anybody, turn Suave, even you guys could have drove this thing tonight. The win was the second of the year for Mason last year. He did not win once. Sometimes it pays to race regional kids. That was five things. Uh, Swab, shouldn't more people do what Mason Ziegler does? Maybe hop off a national tour, come home, and just start winning some races, get the collective mojo going again. Hey, I think so anyway. I mean, you're seeing guys like Rick Eckert this year, especially, you know, yep. he's got a few wins. And, you know, Cat Daddy's been doing it. You know, he won this past week, and he's done it a few times. And Bobby Pierce, you know, he did national last year. He's coming back regional, and he keeps winning around here. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, to stay around home for the regional races and then go race, you know, crown jewels all over the country when you can i agree i agree turn uh don't you think or sh should everyone race regional is that what we're saying hey by the way did you hear what he, did you hear what he said anybody could have drove this car tonight turn do you think you could have drove mason ziegler's <laughs> car to an eighty three hundred dollar win at bedford well uh i haven't been on i racing in a while i've been <laughs> i've been working too hard lately so uh, uh i don't know too hard. I, I still want to wheel a late model once in my life yeah that's probably not gonna happen one no. note before we dive too far into our pay attention segment the last time the dream car count was in the 80s and now forget forget the 90s forget the 70s because we've been in the 70s the last couple of years the last time the dream car count was in the 80s was 2015 so it's been four years ago i think we are about to not only go above 80 but all the way to the 90s. I think we skipped the 80s category all the way together and go into the 90s this weekend. Why? Why? I have several thoughts. One, all the rain we've had this year. Guys are, are just really itching to race, get their cars out of the box a little bit. Some have only raced four or five times. Let's go to Eldora. Let's break it out. Let's race for the dream. But you heard it here first. I think 90 cars strong this weekend. Suave, do you think I'm accurate in this? Let's make it triple digits. Come on, people. Get your car out to Eldora. But 90, I like it. Let's do it. Listen, the forecast by and large is okay for Eldora. It's not perfect. I honestly think if the weather forecast was a little better, 100 was not out of the question for this weekend. So I, you're not that crazy with, with saying that, honestly. And that I, was 2010, the last time we had triple digits at the Dirt Late Model Dream. So yeah, that'd be nice to see. Nine years. Nine years is a long time, too. I think people forget that. I think that's Turn actually, was like just born. Turn then. was barely. Wow. He was barely. He was not on our radar screen yet, I'll tell you that. 
Uh, but anyway, I think we're going to have 90-plus cars. Media roundtable time, of course. What else would we be paying attention to tonight? It's a big event at Eldora. Media roundtable time. That's what we're paying attention to. How about this statistic? Ben Shelton has led off 14 consecutive media roundtables. Now that is a number. Benji joins me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline. Ben, I thought about mixing up your first question a little bit, really changing it, making it different, something off, off the cuff, but I'm not going to do it. As we head into Dream 25, what does everyone need to be paying attention to? I don't know what they need to pay attention to, but I know what I'm paying attention to, and I think it's definitely worth watching. So you know what? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back on what I said. Everybody pay attention to this. <laughs> there are so many first-timers coming and, and, and or guys that haven't been there in a long time. Uh, that's got me really fired up. I mean, we're talking guys like Ross Bells, Ashton Winger, Trent Ivey, Kyle Hardy, Jake Tim, Alan Weiser, Dylan Yoder, James Yoder, Jesse Stovall, et cetera. That gets me really fired up because all of a sudden this has like an old, true old school crown jewel feel where you're seeing all these guys that maybe you haven't seen there before or in a long time and you're throwing them back into the mix. And to me, that's what a crown jewel is all about. I think we, because I, the reason I'm getting ready to say this, I think we're going over 90 cars, part and reason because of what you said, but I think we're going over 90 cars. I really think that's happening for the first time since 2012, seven years ago. Why do you think that is? What is it about this year where they're just flat out more guys are coming out. Cause I personally don't think it has anything to do with that 125,000 to win. I don't really think that matters at all. I think it's a lot more than that. What do you think? Now I agree with that on the money. The guy that was coming for a hundred thousand is obviously the same one coming for 125. I think the weather's huge. There's been so many rain outs. You got to think in years past, guys might be totally broke by this point in the year. At this point this year, they may have only raced twice. So I think that's big. And then the ebb and flow of our sport, we watch it on these crown jewels. We'll see one year where one will dip down, you know, 70% of what it normally has. And then because of that, the next year it's up to 125% of what it normally has. So I think it's just, it's a little bit of the ebb and flow, but I think more than anything, it's all the rainouts this year and guys are just eager to go race. Dream 25 winner is who, Benji? It's Dell McDowell. I love what he's doing again <laughs> this year, the picking and choosing. He's become a perennial favorite at Eldora. I think car number 17M goes to victory lane. I feel like you and Todd Turner pick Dale McDowell every year, by the way. I, I don't. Am I wrong about that, or do you guys pick him a lot? I might be crazy. So when, it, when I realized I was going to pick him, and, and I do, I believe in him a lot. I know JD's going to be tough, and Sheppy, this, this could be the year Sheppy gets it. But it's hard to go against him because the way Eldora races now, the, the way that he is so smart, so patient, so smooth, it's hard to go against him, and he probably wants us to quit picking him because he keeps coming up just short with us taking him. But I think, by God, he is going to get his second dream title this weekend. By God. I'll see you on Thursday, Ben. Yes, sir. See you then. The host of last week's Late Model Live, Dustin Jarrett, now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline, the guy who gets the pleasure of sitting side-by-side -side with James Essex for three straight nights. What could be better than that? DJ, I think the dream and I'm not just saying this, I think it's about to be massive. Car count, fan count, hype, online presence, everything. Why am I right about that? Why is this dream about to be big? I think all the ingredients are there. Some of them you've already hit on. The entries appearing to be up, and, and not just up a, a little, but again, up uh, really as big as they've been in about seven or eight years is huge. The 25th anniversary, I think, adds to that hype, that extra 25 grand on top. Uh, ben mentioned the, the first-timers, and it's not just 
first-timers, take nothing away from anyone that, that has been there for the first time in the past. It's, it's really exciting first-timers, guys that have a legitimate chance to come in and, and make a little bit of noise. Um, there, have, there have been zero, <laughs> think about this, zero late-model races at Eldora since the World 100. Yeah, that's wild. So yeah. everyone is, everyone's kind of clamoring to, to get out there and, and see cars on the track. And then, uh, I mean, just guys returning, you know, it, it, Scott Bloomquist's potential return uh, seems like is, is drawing a lot of hype. But let's not also forget about John Blankenship, uh, two times a runner-up at the Dirt Late Model Dream is coming back. Ricky Thornton Jr. is going to be there in that Doug Curliss entry. But you throw all these things together, <sighs> and it just it gives you the perfect ingredients for uh, what really seems to be an outcome. Standing dirt late model three. Turn is off the kilter. He didn't hit my sneeze button there, DJ. Sorry about that. I apologize. Job, uh, this, <laughs> this is a big moment. <laughs> uh, Kovac is usually the only one that I give nugget treatment to, as in give me your nuggets, but you've moved into that area now because you're at so many races oh, all the my. time. You have so many nuggets. Give me three to four dream nuggets to key in on. Uh, I'm going to give you more than that. So just, <laughs> okay. just I said three to four. I'm like... hoping for less than 10 is where I'm landing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make them. I'm going to make them quick hits. Though we talked about the exciting first timers, I want to hone in on Ross Bales and Kyle Strickler. Bales. Uh, Bales is one of only three guys this year that's won on both national tours with Brandon Shepard and Jimmy Owens being the other two. Um, Strickler uh, does not have a late model win this year, but let's remember he won eight grand last year at Greenville. He's got Eldora wins in a modified, not a late model in a modified. Okay, so. Those are going to be two of the first-timers to key in on. Um, for the last three years in a row, this race, or for, for I'm sorry, for at least uh, eight years in a row now, this race has had at least three different leaders. Uh, you know, the, the Dream Hype video you did really keys in on the fact that this race often gets overshadowed by its big brother, the World 100. So this race has always produced uh, a lot of excitement. Um, Rocket Chassis has not won this race since Steve Casebolt did it in 2007. That's wow. a staggering number when you think about everything that Mark Richards and his crew has, has accomplished. Now, they have finished second two out of the last uh, three years, um, and, uh, and that does include uh, the house car. Um, one thing that gets, that gets overlooked with this race coming up, a lot of folks assume Tim McCready is going to be in that Runley 6. He is not. Tim McCready is in the 39 car because of his sponsor commitment with Sweeteners Plus. Why is that important? Well, he was the winner of last year's World 100 in the Sweeteners Plus 39. Uh, I got two more for you. Uh, <laughs> Benji, touched on, Benji touched on his pick, Dale McDowell. McDowell has made the race 11 straight years. That is the longest such streak. And uh, he has not finished worse than sixth in this race for six years in a row. Is that just, good? Just or... think about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his average finish is only 3.3 in that time frame. That's, that's okay. One more, uh, Bobby Pierce debuted a brand-new car and motor this past week at Magnolia. He was going to do that at the Dream. He wanted to take that car down to Magnolia just to kind of get comfortable in it. So he's got what is almost a brand-new power plant and, and uh Chassis underneath. I mean, Tim Lance running this weekend will actually be in a second or in a Bobby Pierce backup car, not the usual Jason Seger backup. Lance will be in a Pierce backup. It'll still have Lance's 48 on the side. There you did. That was like seven, under 10. I appreciate that. Last question. The winner, Ben's got Dale <laughs> McDowell. Who do you got, DJ? Uh, Brandon Shepard has been 
so good this year. I think uh, you know, I gave that stat earlier that Rocket has not won this race since 07. I, I think this is the year that just everything comes together. He's uh, He's been so good. He's won eight of 14 World of Outlaws races again. That's, that's decent. I mean, that's okay. But that team is just, they seem primed. It seems like this year is the year that everything finally comes together. And that Rocket House car team finds victory lane with Brandon Shepard behind the wheel. Get those pipes ready for this weekend, bud. We'll see you on Thursday, okay? All right, see you guys. Our breaking news specialist, Kevin Kovac, hops on the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline for us. Double K. Kevin, does anybody else call you Double K, by the way, or am I the only one? I'd like to be the only one. I don't know. I think yeah, you might be the only one. Not, <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't really remember that. A lot of scoops I get. Yeah, yes. Uh, and I get called K. scoop also uh, from my friends at home. What about the dream is catching your very detailed eye, Kevin? Uh, I'm going to go exactly. You know, ben and, and, and uh, Dustin both kind of touched on it, but I'm really interested in all these first-time Eldora guys coming for – Eldora crown jewel starters uh, also. I mean, and I'll, I'll take another step further and just, like, uh, talk about, like, the the cross-section of drivers that are coming too. I mean, he, he mentions Ross Bales and Kyle Stricker, two guys that are really uh, got some great equipment to be going to making their first attempts at, a, at an Eldora big event. And you got Stormy Scott from the Lucas Oil Series. He's got a lot of experience from running on the on the Lucas Oil Series already this year, and so you think he'll be a good one too. Kyle Hardy, there's another guy that ran World of Outlaws for a while, and then you got some younger guys that are kind of coming up. They're new to the super late model ranks. I'm I'm going to be watching that Ashton Winger. I mean, he's really been sure. pretty good down in the southeast this year. Really, I've been pretty impressed with him. Uh, that Gary Winger's son, and then and another one uh, who I noticed he made a nice comment yesterday on Facebook about why uh about the excitement he has about going eldora and that's trent ivy who's had some really good runs in his first super late model season down there in the southeast and and he wrote yeah ever since i was a kid i've always dreamed of racing against the best at eldora speedway well this week it becomes a reality i think that's pretty cool i mean that kind of and you know encapsulates there about how important, how cool the Eldora, uh, the crown jewel races are there. One of my preview videos this week, I sat down for my dream voiceover video, and I just thought to myself, I'm just going to write about the dream, what I feel about the dream, how I think about the dream. And so sort of the whole point was the World 100 is always here, and the dream is always considered here, but may maybe that shouldn't be the case. Maybe they should be side by side. I know you and I have talked both about the late night hours in the Eldora press box having an affinity for the dream. Give me a case, Kevin, for the dream being better than the World 100, why maybe is it better for a few reasons? Well, uh, the number one thing I would have to say is it's a, you know it's the, the easy answer really here is just the money. I mean, it's just if you put it in a vacuum here, both weekends are they're three day weekends. They have the two from you know the World 100 and the Dream. They both have the two preliminary nights. They have the hundred lapper. They have the heat races Saturday night, and and so so they're both the the, the basics of them are the same. And what makes them different? The big money on the on the line for the dream, but of course it, it's so hard. Uh, that 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 World 100 just has that uh, that aura because it's the the one at the end of the year, and it's um and it's also the race where like everyone there's not as many racetracks running in September, sure. so I think you get you can get that more people. But the dream, I don't, maybe it makes it a little bit cooler where you don't have you have more racetracks running maybe every person's not there you know like it's it, it, because they just can't be because they're running their own racetracks and it's not that end of the season i mean i'm gonna throw out one other thing 
in September, I'm about tired out. <laughs> you know, I'm like, maybe I'm not as pumped up as I that. I mean, the World War One are always going to be pumped up, but I haven't been that many races this year with all these rings, just like all these, like, uh, like you talk about the drivers not having that many races. I haven't had that many races. So I'm, I'm really pumped up more than usual for the dream. So maybe that makes it better if there's not that many races beforehand. He, I, Reed, I, hearing my ear, he's getting old. Kevin's getting old. Uh, give me DJ <laughs> gave me his three or four nuggets. Kevin, you are the originator of the nugget. Give me your three or four, Kevin. But give you another little thing on Tim McCready here. Uh, obviously, he ran so great last year at the World 100 in that uh, Sweetness Plus uh, Longhorn House car and uh, and he won the world for the first time. Uh, he comes back this year, and he's got Kevin Rumley with him, helping him this year. He's been helping him for the last couple months now with the Longhorn team. He's not in the number six of Rumley, but he's in the 39 with Rumley helping. And, and Rumley's, uh, you know, obviously he's he's won the crown jewels before with John Daff and Davenport at Eldora. So I think that's pretty uh, pretty one notable thing to keep an eye on. And also, McCready's trying to become the first driver since only, only a second driver ever to win the World 100, and then come right back and win the Dream a few months later in the next season. And I kind of looked at that, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if anybody's done that. And only Scott Bloomquist did that back in, like, uh, he won the World in 2001, then he came right back in 2002 and won the Dream. So that's kind of uh, uh, something that, that would be something different if McCree was able to win. Um, I'm also looking at Ricky Weiss coming back. Uh, remember back in September, he came in there hot off of winning the North-South 100 for the World 100 before the rain out. And he never even got on the racetrack because they went through tech that Thursday night. They found his uh, roll cage was not exactly right up to up to standard, uh, up to the par of the, the, the size it's supposed to be. So he just loaded up, went home, and then ended up actually going and racing in North Dakota when it rained out at Eldora. So that was a good good deal for him. But he didn't come back in uh, in in October. So let's see if Ricky Weiss. I mean, he finished 11th in the Dream last year. Really good run. Maybe, and he's running very well. He's had some good runs with the Outlaws this year. Let's keep an eye on him. And, and I want to talk about that Rocket Chassis House Car team and Brandon Shepard. You always talk about the Rocket House Car team, and I feel like you jinx them every freaking year at, at Eldora. Every media roundtable, you're jinxing them, Kevin. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm picking them, but I'm saying, hey, last year, you remember what happened at the Dream? Brandon Shepard didn't qualify. Yeah. He won a scramble. I mean, was there a, a, a more... Uh, you know, grouchy-looking scramble winner ever than Brandon <laughs> Shepard standing up there in victory lane at Eldora. Uh, so I think that he's really going to be uh, on the ball and the team to get back on it uh, and get back in that race, uh, which he finished second you know, the year before. He had finished second in it. But it's still unbelievable that Mark Richards has never won a crown. It's race. unbelievable. And just like Dustin's, he's picking them. Man, how is that possible? He's been there for, for three decades, you know, and – and still never won it. It's got to happen eventually. So uh, maybe this is the year. All right, Kevin, who's your dream 25 winner? I'm, I'm not going with the Shepherd uh, right. Rocket Cassie House Card team. So let me just do that. But I'm picking Bobby Pierce. Oh, okay. Uh, he's okay. going to become one of the guys that have won both races, the Dream and the World. He's going to join that select group. Uh, uh, I just think there's it'll be a good redemption story, too. Because, you know, last year he had that, uh, had that tire disqualification with the Dunn Benson team after he finished fourth. Uh, in the dream and you know he, he definitely wasn't happy about that and I think he comes back and you know we'll be talking about Bobby Pierce and victory lane and then again he's after Scott Bloomquist maybe John Davenport I think Pierce gets months and one of the biggest uh biggest crowd reactions ever at Eldora of, of the whole weekend so it should be a pretty good big, cool victory lane if he makes it there all right we'll see you Thursday buddy thanks 
Okay, see you there. Look at this, an in-studio media roundtable version. Derek Kessinger, for the first time ever, joins me live in-studio for the media roundtable. So this is exciting. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Is he picking Weaver because Weaver's over his shoulder there? No. I don't, I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> uh, this is exciting. What are your eyes on, Derek, as we head to the Dream? What are you looking for? Well, you know, with the Show Me 100 getting rained out, this is actually the first crown jewel of the season. And like Ben said, I think everybody is – Tired of rainouts, they want to, you know, see the best drivers in the entire country, which we would have saw, you know, at Wheatland, battle it out, you know, for $125,000 for the 25th annual, you know, dream. And uh, it's just one of those magical places. I rate it as my number one favorite racetrack of all time. I love going there. been going since 1999. So besides you and Todd, I think maybe I've been going there the longest. So every time we go to Eldora, something crazy happens, and I cannot wait to get there. We're going to be there tomorrow. The infield at Eldora is sacred ground to me. It is. There's just something, you, the way you can see it, the way it's sunken down, those cars pitted there on the front stretch. You can see tire changes. You can see the no green light, green light. It is sacred to me. You spend a lot of time there during the weekends at Eldora because you're running back and forth. You're getting video. You're in the media center, yada, yada, yada. What is the infield at Eldora like during a big show? Try to describe it to someone who's never been what it's like down there during a big race. The dream, it's way more intense with the drivers because they're there. It's a business trip. The War 100, you know, it's kind of like what Kovac said, a family reunion. Everybody's down there. But it's absolutely wild when you th see those things go right by. My favorite spot to stand is, you know, the pit exit when they're coming off onto the track in turn number one for that first heat race. You can just tell that everybody's all amped up, ready <laughs> to go. And it's just it's just one of those magical places like I alluded to. It's uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's definitely more intense with the drivers. You are a notes guy now, too. Somehow everyone's a nugget guy now, Turn. Somehow notes? I've allowed this to happen. Todd had the nuggets, then Kovac, now Dustin. Derek's got nuggets. Give me a couple. Well, I remember last year we were you know, putting our driver's list together, and we're like, oh, my, we might not be able to hit 70. All of a sudden, we get to 80 cars. And this year, we might get to 90. We haven't done that since 2012. And maybe, possibly, we you know we might be missing some drivers. We could get back to the 100, you know, the triple-digit mark. That happened in 2010. And I'm looking at Kent Robinson this year. He's been fast all year long. He took last week off, went boating to prepare for the dream. And they feel <laughs> like they have a shot to win this. Uh, I talked to him at Farmer's Seed. You know, that's their one goal because they usually run well there. Yeah. They haven't finished well, but they want to win. That's like the one race that he wants to win. And, uh, you know, Illinois drivers, listen to me right now. You need to step it up because last <laughs> wow. year wow. we only had two Lane of Lincoln drivers, Shannon Babb and Bobby Pierce that made the show. So, guys, from the Lane of Lincoln, uh, get your crap together. We need to, uh, you know – show the country that we can race there. So that was kind of crazy when I was looking back that only two lane of Lincoln drives. And I think one of my locks last year was that like five of them would get in. So again, I jinxed the Illinois drivers, but that's what I'm looking for. A couple notes there. Whew, man, get your crap together, he says. Yes. Who is the winner? Is it an Illinois guy? Yes or no? Who well, wins I mean, Dream 25? I can't really say it right now. I mean, I can't just. Oh, because you know, Swab's yes. lock of the week. Swab lock of the week. I, I mean, I'm one in five. So who, if whoever I pick is probably not going to win, but uh, I'll give it to you at, later in the show. <laughs> but right. some keys there, just get fast. And I like this. I like the in studio. This is yeah. fun. Yeah. We need to do a little bit more of this. Did Turn say something there or no? Did he speak? Oh, I, I'm, I'm actually. Actually here. Oh, right, not. right, right. I just, yeah. I, I didn't really, I kind of didn't want him to talk. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Scott Bloomquist uh, calling me on the other line. We got to, we got to speed things up here a little bit, guys. Uh, Derek, thank you. We'll talk to you more here in a bit. All hail the Godfather. Legend. We're doing this. We're, we're bowing. Show, show Derek bowing to Legend. Todd as well. Also, right. We bow to Todd. <laughs> the Godfather, Todd Turner, who for the 16th straight media roundtable will close it out. He's literally been on every one I've ever done. Toddler, I'm just going to say dream. 
and you say whatever comes to mind. Past, present, future. Dream 25, the dream. What do you think? Well, you know, it's going to be past for me because I'm, <laughs> I think I'm more historian than journalist probably. <laughs> so uh, when, when you all unleashed us to, uh, to ask about the now and then with the, the first time dream starters, I really had a good time uh, kicking around with some of those guys, especially the, if you go back and look at that piece that's on the site, especially talking to some of those guys who it ended up being their only Eldora crown jewel event or a rare appearance at Eldora. Um, you know, and it comes to mind, Jesse Lay, who, who, when I called him and talked to him, he like basically replayed the entire race for me, told me everything that happened. And I just watched the video of it and I was like, Oh my goodness, you are exactly right. I mean, it was, it was crazy, which was uh, good because uh, a few other guys couldn't remember anything. So, uh, also that Bob Burke, who probably is the least known name of Easily. anybody in the Easily. in the first dream, yes. uh, he shows up with a steel block engine, no dry sump. They only have twenties. Uh, they're running alcohol. They are not prepared <laughs> to make this race. They, really, they were just coming to watch, and they're like, "Well, let's just bring the car." Well, he ends up doing well. Uh, even in a heat race where the transmission is glitchy and, and he has to hold onto the shift with, shifter with one hand and the steering wheel with the other. And he still uh, makes the race and uh, a great story from him. And then uh, John Weasel Road, who, who, to be honest, outside him making the, the first stream, I mostly remember him flipping in turns three and four <laughs> at least two other times at Eldora. Um, and he told a great story, that he and he thinks it was Bob Miller maybe on behalf of Ronnie Johnson that someone came up and tried to buy their, uh, buy their spot in the race and get them to bow out of the race so this other team could start. So so some really neat uh, old-time stories talking about that first dream. I like the idea, by the way, that you could do that back then, buy someone out of the race. I think we should reintroduce that, quite honestly. Right? I need to talk to Roger and see <laughs> what that fly at Eldora. Can you imagine for the million what they would have paid at the time? Um, Todd, explain some of the differences, and I touched on this with Kevin, too, between the dream and the world. Give me a few that people might not know. This can be perceived differences, real differences, organic differences. Just you name it, anything. What are some differences between the two races? I think it's mostly intangible stuff. It's kind of the feeling when you're there. Now, it might be a little bit different for fans, uh, but definitely in the fall. Um, in the fall, I guess you um, – you know, there's as 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 Kevin said before, more tracks are out of uh, uh, not racing, so there's more people there. It's more of an end of the year vibe. The spring of the dream, it's a little, it's a little more. Uh, it, it's just another weekend in a way for everybody else. And when you get there, it's not just overrun with people right. the same way it is at the world. So, on a very personal level, it's kind of nice to be able to get around a little easier. I mean, I don't, you know, you, you, you fight the traffic there on those, uh, on a World 100 Saturday. You know, on a Thursday at the Dream, it's like, it's kind of relaxing. It's like, wow, we get all this great racing, but, you know, we don't have all the, the hubbub that's kind of in the way. And I think for the drivers, I kind of compare the whole thing to, um, you know, kind of like drivers who have a non-points night and they go racing. The, the Dream kind of seems like the non-points race to me. You know, guys are a little more talking about the money and going out there and everything. Whereas I think at the World 100, there's a little more pressure, a little more uh, uh, the prestige of it and the pomp and circumstances a little more at the World 100. So uh, that's kind of what I would compare it to. It's kind of like the non-points, uh, 
the non-point ground jewel at Eldora. Notes time. You know that I cannot let all these other guys have all the fun. You are the, you know, I said Kovacs, the originator of the notes. I mean, let's go back to the Nationals or Digest days with the pages and pages of notes that Todd Turner used to turn in. What do you got as we get ready for 125000 to win this weekend? Give me three, four, five notes, Todd. I mean, it's tough following up, you know, when you're the last guy with all these other guys. <laughs> but, uh, I'll, I'll just... I'll just throw a couple couple out there. You know, uh, Derek was talking about the Illinois guys not doing well last year. And really, if you look back in the last 11 dreams, there's only been two Midwestern winners. Uh, Herb, of course, a couple of years ago, and then O'Neill. Uh, it's been a way back now. Other than that, it's all the Southern guys that are uh, kind of dominating at Eldora, which, you know, early in the uh, early in the World 100 days, it was all the Midwestern guys and the Iowa guys and everything. So, uh, it's a little bit of the Midwestern guys, as Derek said, they need to step up a little bit uh, and quit letting these Southern guys come and steal steal all the big money. And then another thing, and this is a reflection on uh, us talking about Joe Garrison's death recently, the GRT race cars co-founder. Uh, when we were looking back through that, uh, through that stuff, and is GRT kind of a little bit uh, like you always talked about Rocket? GRT had it for a time was trying to find that uh, Eldora success. You know, kind of on top of the sport everywhere, except not at Eldora. And then finally in 2000, they go uh, top three. Uh, so Freddie wins, uh, Cook, and Wallace, uh, all all three. The only time ever one chassis has swept the podium at the Dream, wow, which is pretty impressive. That is unbelievable, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, and kind of in honor of uh, Joe Garrison there going back uh, 19 years ago now with Freddie's last win. That's kind of a neat uh, neat thing to look at and it'll be interesting to see if any other chassis someday can uh, can match that how about this i think rocket does it this year i think rocket goes top three on saturday how do you feel about that todd i think they're they're definitely the the most the usual suspect as it yeah. is uh to, to go do that but i i don't know it's it's tough you look down through there a lot of times we have four four chassis in the top five so it's it's tough winner who is the winner of dream 25 well, Ben started it and I'll end it. Yes, it's Dale McDowell. Uh, I I think it's the safe money and, and and yeah, you could you could throw some other names out there. I think I, um, you know, Andy Andy was telling me uh, Tyler Herb he kind of likes and and I get that, you know, but it's that's a little more of a uh, a little more of a do or die thing. I think Dale is the safe money. So I, you know, you go with McDowell just because you know Dustin talked about his recent stats there. He's just gonna be there. I mean, you don't you don't see him not up front at Eldora Crown Jewels. I mean, I once in the past uh, twelve runnings, maybe he got in a wreck. Other than that, he is right there at the finish. So I just think uh, you, you got to go with a guy that's going to be there, and that's McDowell. And the wreck, I don't think, was his fault, if I remember correctly. I think he got caught up in something. Correct. So. He, yeah, he kind of he kind of got caught up. Todd, I appreciate it as always, buddy. We'll see you this weekend. Uh, Derek would like to buy you a pizza burger and a toilet water. How do you feel about that? Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Hope you all have a have a great show and uh, great stuff on the preview stuff or the video stuff. Everybody check that out. All right. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it, buddy. Bye. One thing I've really started to notice, Turn. By the way, great media roundtable. The guys, were, yeah. the, guys the were, finisher was just—he just came in clutch. He there. always comes in clutches. <laughs> that our followers on Twitter are wanting to become reporters themselves. I'm talking about news notes and nuggets. They think they can break news. They think they have a scoop. And I'm being serious. Everybody on Twitter is like Rigsby. Have you heard this, Derek? Have you heard this? I want to give him the chance. So here's the Twitter question tonight. 
Our fans love being reporters, so here's your chance. Like I said, give us one or two dream-worthy notes or nuggets leading into this weekend's big race. I can't wait to read some of these. Respond using the hashtag Late Model Live. Derek, are these going to be any good or no? They'll probably break. I mean, we have some breaking news on the show because, you know, we got reporters out there. Yeah, left maybe. Right. We'll I mean, see. I, it's ridiculous how many rumors I hear all the time at the racetrack. It's funny. Hashtag Late Model Live at Dirt on Dirt. Let's see how our good subscribers, award-winning listeners, Derek. Let's see how our award-winning <laughs> listeners do. Back with Bloomer after the break. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Tyler Erb is best on the first race of the year, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Tyler Erb dominant in night number two of the Winter Nationals. He picks up his third victory of the season. For the 38th time in his career, for the second straight night and the 39th time in his career, for the third straight night, Brandon Shepard will make history at the 48th Annual Dirt Car Nationals. He wins all four World of Outlaws events. Make your plans now for our tourist blockbuster events of the summer. June 6th, 7th, and 8th, it's the $125,000 to win Dirt Link Model Dream. July 18th, 19th, and 20th, it's the fabled 36th Annual Kings Royal. August 1st, the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series Dirt Derby. September 5th, 6th, and 7th, the biggest one of them all, the 49th Annual World 100. Reserve your tickets and campsites now at EldoraSpeedway.com. The biggest dirt races in the world, only at Eldora Speedway. best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. Great people to work with, got the best hymns on the market. FK Rod Angle and everybody's stuff. Um, she sponsors events, but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK Rod Angle, that's for sure. I think it means a lot when you got people behind you that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, like I said, it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success. just feel like a dream. The dream Earl Bonus had to carve this racetrack out of the cornfields of Western Ohio in the dream that he wanted to give a driver in the original six-figure payday here back in 1994. Sleep with the
the top prize of $100,000. His biggest career payday from 22nd to 1st, Dale McDowell wins the Dirt Lake Model Dream. takes the lead. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Walking around the house all week, just saying, oh, oh. <laughs> how am I carrying the tune at all or no? Um, yeah. I yeah. told you we were hyped about the dream. In fact, that's the second hype reel we've done this week for this dream. I'll also cover all of the preview pieces that we're going to have on the website this week later in the hour as we are full tilt prep for the dream. Don't forget, you can watch every lap of the Dirt Late Model Dream live right here at DirtOnDirt.com. How did our amateur reporters do, guys? Did they give us Kevin Kovac-level notes, or, or what do we get? So I'll, I'll let you take the first one. Uh, how did our amateur reporters do in sending us the notes that we need for the show? Suave, what's first up? Drew says, Dale McDowell is the only driver to, one, make the dream and improve upon his starting spot in each of the last five years, averaging wow. 17 spots a game between the green and checkered flags with an average finish of 3.2 to boot. So he won up DJ, you know, with that first stab. He but did. No, he so. did. Drew Hirschko is a very Let's, good Twitter Drew, poster. are you going to come well, work for us? Well what? done. Dang, well done. Nice. Turn, you take the next one. All right. From, uh, I don't even know. Lawal? Lawal? Okay. All right. La After winning last year's World 100. Talk into the mic, turn. Talk into the mic. Sorry. There we go. There we go. After winning last year's World 100, last week's second place finishes at the MAG, three of them, right? Yes. Tim McCready is one of the drivers to watch. Can he use his experience at the Big E along with the Remley Motorsports Partnership to uh, bag 125 Gs at the Dream? I'm pretty confident that these are these people are better than Kovac and like DJ. It's and possible. like I should just hire them and be a lot cheaper for me if I did this. What's what's next? I got the next one. Uh, Palm. 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 World of Outlaw Late Model Rookie of the Year contender Ricky Weiss will be a driver to keep an eye on all weekend, running nightly with top competitors, have only improved his race team. Okay, Palm, not as good as the other two, but, but okay, Derek, you take the last one. Well, he's got to take this last one. <laughs> John Gilbert says, young talent will win this year's dream, dot, 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 Turbo or Pierce. Hashtag Johnny's Lock of the Week. Um, <laughs> Well, he could, Johnny can't be any worse than Derek. So I, mean, I picked Turbo last week, so yeah, he said he has, he's lost his mojo. So, so you're I don't off know about the Turbo him. trade. Up until this point, and thank you, by the way, for uh, sitting in. There was tons and tons of Twitter responses we picked for. Up until this point, the top 25 is sort of ceremonial, but now it gets real. During the month of June alone, hundreds of Dirt Late Model events, literally hundreds in this next 30 days, giving all these guys a chance to separate themselves. 
And let's not forget, this is the first crown jewel of the year with the weekend uh, with Show Me being weathered out, basically. That's only the second time ever, 2015 being the first, that Eldora will go first in the crown jewel uh, hierarchy, if you will. So here's our pre-dream edition of the Bill Stein Shocks Top 25. Thanks, as always, to our friends Aaron Morey and the folks at Bill Stein. Uh, no change among the top four. These guys have really sort of cemented themselves as the top four in the country right now, at least in our voters' eyes. Shepard, Davenport, Pearson, Herb. Owen slips a spot. McDowell Pearson holding steady at six and seven. Ricky Weiss is the one that made the jump all the way inside the top ten to number nine. Turn, normally you get the guys on the next page that are new this year. I don't think we've ever had a guy jump this far into the pole, turn a nine through, or excuse me, 11 through 21 as we do. Uh, there it is. Turn, I was wondering if you're going to switch it or not. Were you well, just was, building, was, sus building suspense or what were you doing over well, here? Well, usually I, you ask me, are I there clearly, any newcomers? I clearly cued you, turn, and you didn't take it. How about this turn? Mike Marler, you take him. At 15th, he jumps all the way from unranked. Is that the biggest jump ever? I we might have to. I think we, so. I think we got to have spots. a. We got to check out, check that out, because uh, that's a that's a jump, man, from Josh, not ranked to 15. I know Josh Richards gets hit by virtue of his victory at Magnolia too. Uh, his first Lucas win of the year gets all the way up five spots to number 10, and Brandon Overton wins up seven spots all the way from 25th to 18th, and finally turn uh, another newbie, I think, in the back yes. half here, Mason Ziegler. Yes, Mason Welcome Ziegler, back. Uh, Hudson O'Neill, Rick Eckert, and Kent Robinson, and Donald McIntosh all free fall in there. Yeah, I bone to pick with the voters. Like, Eckert, come on, guys. Like, he got a top three last weekend still, and we're just dogging on my boy Eckert. I agree. A little too far to fall there. Mason Ziegler's win at Bedford, though, launches him into the Bill Stein Shocks top 25. Thanks again to our friend, friends at Bill Stein for that. Well, we got word, as many of you did today, in the tweet in the Facebook message that Scott Bloomquist uh, could very well be racing this week at a Dirt Late Model Dream and making his way back. Um, of course, when he had that accident back in March, I think all of us immediately thought, this guy's not going to race again this year. We're just not going to see him. The injuries were severe enough. The rehab was severe enough that maybe maybe you'd see him at like the Dirt Track World Championship in October, but otherwise, no. But here we are with the dream just 48 hours away, and it looks like Scott Bloomquist, the eight-time dream winner, is very, 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 Derek, very, 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 very likely to compete this weekend at Eldora. When we found that out, there was really only one person to interview for our feature preview for the Dirt Late Model Dream. $800,000. Just think about that, Turd. $800,000 Scott Bloomquist has won on a single event. This isn't collectively on all these races. It's one event. No wonder he's attempting to come back this weekend. Joining me now in the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is the Mooresburg, Tennessee Hall of Famer, who will be gunning for his ninth, ninth Dirt Late Model Dream and will be making, hopefully, his first start since Speed Weeks back in February. Scott, the first question for you is pretty simple. We all want to know the answer. Are you healthy enough? And I know you've got this test coming up tonight that you're working on. About this time when the show airs is when this test will be happening. But are you healthy enough? Are you ready enough to climb back in the car and give it a go this weekend? If this test goes well, and by all indications, most people think it's going to, are you healthy enough? Are you ready enough to get back behind the wheel of a dirt late model? Yeah, definitely. You know, we. that's one thing I was concerned because after the accident, you know, I ended up was in bed and, and pretty much immobile, couldn't couldn't do nothing for quite some time. And and uh, even my daughter looked at me and said, "Dad, you're shriveling up." You know, and it's like <laughs> uh, I you know, and I could it was it was obvious. I I uh, I was wanting to shed a little bit of weight anyway, but I ended up 
it's dropping like 25 pounds and uh it but i'm back up i'm about 15 pound lighter than i was in florida which i needed needed to do anyway but um we got back into once i could get around a little bit i started exercising and and even built a simulator to simulate uh steering the race car and that actually it's probably it's probably bigger work workout than racing was uh so that's something I'll probably continue even after, you know, once I get back racing again, uh, it, it's, it's been a good thing to get my upper body built up for racing and, and then been doing a little bit of weightlifting, a little bit of uh, stuff. I've worked out my left leg quite a bit just to be sure my breaking leg is good. And then just really work with my ankle a lot, try to get the range back. So that's the, that was the only thing I was really concerned about was getting my knee to bend because uh, where I shattered my kneecap, there's a lot of cartilage build up in there, and and it's I started out I could only bend it about 30 degrees, and I've got it up to about 70 degrees now. So uh, that was that was a concern, and and just getting in and out of the car without having to have any help, you know, was another concern. But this week we we went in and set the car on the ground and uh, and. It's not easy, but it's it's not that hard either. You know, I, I got in and out of the car a couple of times this week uh, by myself, and it got comfortable. I feel good. I feel comfortable. Uh, you know, tonight we're gonna gonna get some laps in, and uh, hopefully everything will go smooth. When did you kind of know? At what point from the accident in March until now did you start to think, you know what? I think maybe I can get back for the dream. When did you kind of know that? Or or was the dream always the goal? You've been so good there. Did you think, you know what, come hell or high water, I'm getting back for the dream. <laughs> kind of take us through that a little bit. <laughs> well, it, it was, uh, I mean, obviously it was in the back of my mind, but I really didn't think there'd be a chance. Uh, it was kind of funny because Cody Summer was in it at the shop with me and, and it was time to go to the doctor and he'd give me a ride to the doctor. We'd, we were in the office and I, I just kind of read it by the doctor. I said, Hey, uh, how long before the bones will be healed a hundred percent? And he gave me the date, which is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's what he said at the time. Since then, I've been back, and uh, and he said that for my age, they feel a little bit quicker than what he expected. And I wasn't supposed to even be able to put weight on my my leg until this Wednesday. Uh, he cleared me two weeks early. He said the bones had healed all the way up, and uh, so that's that's when when he told me I could do in ten weeks, uh, I could put weight on it, and and then that I had no chance of injuring anything you know as far as the bones uh, i asked if i had a fall or or was it an accident if it was going to be as strong he said yes uh, well that's when my brain went to work and cody said if he had been sitting there listening to the doctor uh, <laughs> he wouldn't have believed me <laughs> because as soon as he said that i said well i said how long till i can drive my street vehicle he, he said well that's just going to depend on your range you know, if you could get in and, and get your knee bent far enough, I'm like, okay, well, then what about racing my car? You know, he, he said, well, pretty much same answer. He said, you know, you're going to be pretty weak, uh, whether or not you're going to be strong enough or, or 
fit enough to do it. And I said, well, I, I told the doctor, that ain't, ain't going to be no problem either. Uh, you know, I said, I'll, I'll get to work on that. That's what we did. And I just I've been working hard ever since. Do you, when this accident happened, and I've never really asked you this, or we haven't talked about this, did you kind of wonder right when it happened that you may never drive again? Did you ever kind of have those thoughts at all, Scott, during the earliest parts of this process? Yeah, I mean, you just don't know. You know, I, I really uh, didn't think about, I never really just thought never racing. I mean, I, I figured uh, whatever happened, you know, as long as it didn't, just hit my head or, you know, do sure. something that was, you know, I, I figured any part of the body could be, could be repaired at whatever level. So I uh, never considered not, not being able to race again, but I just knew it was going to just be some changes. And, uh, you know, I didn't really like the sounds of how long it was going to take to heal up, but I was also happy that it wasn't worse. You know, and I just, it, it just got my knee. I've got 15 screws in my hip. Uh, where it, when I hit my knee on the 7-Eleven side, uh, it drove my knee or my femur back into my hip and broke the ball in three pieces. And, uh, so it was a pretty pretty extensive surgery. And, but now, again, never did think I was ever, never going to race again. You have won this race eight times. You have gotten second twice. You have gotten third twice. So just take those numbers right there. Twelve of the twenty-four times, uh, twelve of the twenty-four dreams. Period. You have been inside the top three in fifty percent. And if not for mechanical failures, take the first dream, et cetera, et cetera. You probably would have won at least one or two more. And we're not talking about just top fives here. We're talking about contending inside the top three. A staggering number, honestly. What is it about this race? I even think for you a little bit more than the World 100 or anything else that you get so dialed in for. Is it simply the money? And I hate to say it, put it that simply, but is that it? Why are you so freaking good in the dream? I'll just leave it that open-ended. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, you know, yeah, I mean, the money is, is a big factor. You know, that's what I do this for, really. Uh, you know, people... People ask me about, you know, would I race for fun? Nah, I don't think I ever would. I, I do this for to make a living, and I take it that serious. Uh, I, and and I do probably do a little extra preparation for this this event, but I also do for the world and for some some of the other big events. Um, I, I really can't really can't say. I think. Uh, track condition you know i think maybe this time of year is has been more consistent you know the world you, you never know the weather weather is a little bit odd you know you get diff, lots of different racetracks at the world but it seems to be fairly consistent conditions for the dream but i don't know i, I do definitely get up for the money and i love the racetrack and uh, i think you know, I don't know, maybe some of the other guys, the money might get to them more than, than it drive me. You know, they might make mistakes because of the money. I don't know. Uh, we've, we've been dialed in pretty good. I mean, I look back, i tell you what really bothers me is the ones I didn't get that I had. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first one, we had, a, we had 
did one and had a flat with a few to go and then the, you know had a fuel pump belt come off or break it uh, another one with a half a lap lead you know and then i mean there's about four more that sit there and, and at the time you know needed the money you know and that's when you that's when it's hard to get it so the guy's got to be sure he doesn't get in a position where you need the money Last couple things, Scott. You always get an interesting response from the fans at Eldora. You know that. I know that. But I think, call me crazy, but I'm predicting it's a little different this time. You have not raced in three months. The hype of you coming back is going to be off the charts, I think. I'm predicting less booze, more cheers this time. What, what do you think? I, I genuinely feel like things might be a little bit different this weekend. What do you expect fan response-wise as you're walking around there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Well... Here, they're going to be surprised because I'll probably be using a walker most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I mean, I can walk, and and I have been in the shop, you know, working, but I, but I still use a walker because it's it's better for me to walk full range than than to kind of limp or long. You know, I mean, I I can. The doctor told me this try to use it as much as I can and to do full range walking. Uh, and that's still difficult without the walker. So anyway, they, you know, it, I'd say when, uh, when they introduce the drivers and I got to walk out there with my walker, uh, <laughs> it'd probably be a little different sound. I don't know. <laughs> they can't boo a guy with a walker, right? I mean, you just can't. Be I think pretty, that's a rule. pretty hard to, I think. I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be plenty by the way. <laughs> You're probably right about that. Last couple of things. Uh, one of your fellow dirt late model drivers called you. He said this to me recently. He's not only the greatest driver in the history of the sport, he's also the greatest thinker in the history of the sport. I would imagine these last three months, you have done a lot of thinking. You've not been behind the wheel. You've had plenty of time to think. What is something that you've learned in these past three months? Is there something that you've picked up on, you've learned, you've just had time to think about and matriculate on these last three months? Uh, there's a couple of things that I'm looking forward to testing tonight that that I put together just just you know just laying around, staying at the shop and uh, studying the car. There's there's a few little things that I think that could be big. I don't know. Uh, I'm really excited about trying them this evening and and seeing if they may play into to run of the dream. And you know you, I'll have to be really sure before I use them in a dream though. But you know, the big thing is you know, don't don't outthink yourself. That's another thing. You can you know, there's not much really has changed the, you know, from the time period that I've been out and uh, we got a little bit off but I, I figured kind of figured out what was what was hindering us a little bit in Florida. But uh yeah, just I'm not gonna overthink it. I'm just gonna get out here and test tonight, and hopefully some of the things I thought up will be be a little bit better, and uh, we can execute another thing. You've been watching a ton of racing too, whether it be on Dirt on Dirt or Lucas Oil TV or just at the racetrack. Who's gonna be tough this weekend? Who are you gonna have to fight for this 125 grand this weekend? Put your reporter hat on. What other guys are gonna be good? Well, I mean, it's pretty pretty evident that that. Uh, you know, Jonathan has been running good. You know, I, I think, you know, he, he does run good at Del Thor anyway, but uh, can't can't rule him out. And then Shepard, obviously, you know, with the, with the Outlaws, uh, we've been watching those races also, and you know, it looks like he's got his stuff going pretty good. 
Uh, I tell you what I think is going to be really good is, is Ricky uh, Weiss. I mean, I, I really think uh, we we build a new car this winter, and and he's ran it one time, and it's it's new, sitting ready to rock and roll. You know, I think I think you can really look for him late in the race. That's what I, I said to some people. I said, you know, that's that's one that's in the back of my mind. It is late in the race. Because, uh, you know, it seem, he seems to have that anyway. You know, you don't really – I don't know that anybody's going to really notice him strong first couple of days, but I think when that 100-lapper's over, he's going to be somewhere near the front and not the front, hopefully not – not in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're debuting a new sponsor this weekend. You can't really talk about it right now, but I know you've got some other sponsors to thank and all that stuff, Scott, so I'll give you a second to do that. Yeah, I want to thank Larry Clark, Custom Race Engines. He's worked pretty hard on some uh, engine stuff for us. You know, that's another thing I'm looking forward to trying this evening. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, and, and, and I want to thank Cody Summer getting involved in our program and, you know, we're getting that that straightened out and hopefully uh you know we're looking for some help still uh you know just trying to find the, the right kind of uh person i really need somebody that could do tire work uh and that's good at it and then i could teach him what else i wanted to know but uh you know just all the products people on our car you know make it all happen and uh you know we're, we're a steal it this is sponsor on a car for this year i want to thank them and uh the the new stuff uh you know you'll see soon uh, definitely got to thank ed petroff he's uh he's first class and, and really is it's been a benefit and a help to us especially this off time the dirt late model dream is live this weekend at dirtondirt.com and what more do you need to know scott bloomquist is back scott i know the entire dirt late model world will be very anxious to see you this weekend man Good luck at Eldora. Good luck at the test tonight. We will see you on Thursday, and I will do my best to get people to not boo you if you have that walker, okay? I am Literally, it's my mission this weekend to make that happen, okay? We'll see. All right. Thanks, Scott, man. Good luck this weekend, bud. Thank you. Suave, does he get any condolences for the, the walker? Does he get any less boos with the walker or no? No, uh, <laughs> probably not. But uh, when people hear this interview, they're going to be really intrigued and of course, the rumors will start swirling. Is he going to race? People will probably he, trying to racing. figure out where he's practicing he's tonight. Yeah, I know. That's like the that. thing is I was wondering, too. Are people actually going to like literally try to drive to where I just want him to make the show because tonight. nothing is better than listening to James Essex like announce his name at Eldor, and he like knows God. how to get the crowd going Boom and like keeps it. Quiz. So it's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully it makes the show at least. Another commercial break scheduled on Dirt on Dirt. We'll be back after this. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin.
is out. One lap to go for Rick Eckert. Rick Eckert through turn number two on the high side. Points the Pontiac Grand Prix down the back straight away into turn three. One more turn to go and Rick Eckert will go to the bank. Here he comes. Checkered flag is out and Rick Eckert has won the sixth annual Dream 100 and will pick up the top prize of $100,000. How about that, Rigsby? <laughs> Rick Eckert, the founder of Suave Motorsports. He was the, the, the first driver. Rick Eckert, I remember that night what, you know, pretty well. So, uh, what Rick a thrill. Eckert, what a thrill to be a part of Suave like Motorsports. Like uh, yes. The dream, I've always liked Scrub. The dream memories continue here on Late Model Live. And like I said, this is what I want our users to understand, really. This isn't just about the live video that we'll have leading uh, that we'll have this coming weekend on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Watch the dream live at Dirt on Dirt. It, not just the in-event coverage, but it's about all the stuff leading up to the event, not just this dream preview chalked full late model live, but everything else. Look look what our writers have been working on this week. Turn, throw that up there. Just some of the written pieces. Just to win the dream, what a career-changing victory it is. We talked to several drivers about that. We talked to fans who have been to every single dirt late model dream. Longtime staffers like Larry Bowes and Dean Miracle reflect on the dirt late model dream, the genesis of it, the origin of it. Freddie Smith, we went back and talked to the first time winner of the dirt late model dream back in 1994. Freddie Smith, just one of the one of the best guys in the sport. One of my favorite things that Todd and Kevin did, where are they now? The 24 original dream starters then and now, an excellent piece and key moments in dream history from every single year, all 24 years, Todd and Kevin and everybody put those together. That's just some of the written content on the website this week, exclusive stories to dirtondirt.com. Don't make this all about video. Our writing stuff is fantastic. Check it out. Speaking of video, though, we have a ton of dream preview stuff is also the Get What's Mine teaser that you saw, the Backseat to Nothing uh, hype video that you saw to open the show where I really say, you know, maybe the dream and the world are equals. National Dirt Digest from pages past. Steve Casebolt, you saw that where we take an old NDD newspaper and we, we talk through it and we look at that year's dream through the eyes of the newspaper. We did the same thing with Matt Miller and then those overlooked second place finishers pieces. Robbie Starnes, you saw it, got second in 1999 to Rick Eckert. You saw it on the full screen and the 1997 dream, Steve Barnett. I said back in the very first video that I ever produced at DirtOnDirt.com, I want this website to be like an ESPN.com, but exclusively for Dirt Late Models. And with all of that preview content that you just saw, I think we're able to really flex our muscle and show what we've got. I will say it again, if you're a Dirt Late Model junkie, you could spend hours on this website getting ready for the Dirt Late Model dream before watching it live here this weekend. Speaking of saddled up, um, Swap stinks. Like Dave Portnoy, you stink! You stink! You stink! <laughs> hey, you stink! Pucks on net! Um, you pucks, P-U-C-K-S there. Uh, you stink, Suave. Um, I stink. You stink! What? What do you? I mean, you're not any good anymore. What do you? What do you want me to do about it? I know one in five. I think now it's just an, 
It's embarrassing. But I you mean, know what? I debacle. fight through the struggles. That's all that matters. I mean, I'll give you a grit. It's grit week. I'll give you a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll give you a little bit of that. But, you know, just, just roll it. Just roll the open. Do the whole thing. Here's the dream lock of the week. I, I, can, I can barely do this anymore. Swab's lock of the week. That's him in happier times there. Go ahead, Swab. This one's over. <laughs> this one's over. For now. Rigsby tried to convince me not to pick the Dirt Late Metal Dream and, you know, kind of throw a softball up there. Yes. But I am not. Sure, my record's one in five. But now it's time to get on a heater. And this weekend, I'm taking my talents to the Big Easy Eldora Speedway for the Dirt Late Model Dream. You know, of course, $125,000 to win. So, I mean, it's all business. So, I'll be in my business entire all week. And I'm going to go with my boy, Brandon Shepard, to pick up the wow. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Illinois guys, you know, they stunk. They stink. They like stink. I do, yes. <laughs> Last year, but... Sure, they might have that rocket house car Mark Richards curse, but you know what? The Cubs ended their 108-year curse, so I think this year the rocket house car team wins. Brandon Shepard leads his flock to the promised land, as Rick Essen would say, and they win, and that's Swab's lock of the week. Show the record turn. Oof, <coughs> duh. Ew, yuck. It's... That is grossness at one and five. If Shepard does, I mean, it's over already. There's, we don't even have a bet for this year. I just want to kind of see how bad it gets. I want to see if he gets all the way to like one and 14 is what I want to see. <laughs> so, be like the Cleveland Browns. Um, or the it, Green Bay Packers this yeah, year. Yeah, one and 15. I'd love that. The Packers record this year, Swab. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, it, it, a lot of work to be done. You stink. On the, you stink. Uh, we are going to take our final commercial break and be back after this. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturers Late Model Live. Give me the full. Give me the full shot from over there. Turn. You stink, Derek. <laughs> you stink. Uh, I just wanted to show us pick Sheppy. Back after this. When you start with the strongest American steel. Apply the smartest techniques. Let artesian quality craftsmen do the work. What you end up with is just feel better. second to none. Number two, their service is outstanding. And number three, they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time. They supply rings to the best racers in motorsports, all levels. Late Model Racing Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Let's go racing, 40 laps, here we go. The Tyler Turbo Whip, what a slick shot up onto the inside, makes slight contact with Gonti, and he's hit the wall. Gonti has hit the wall and has lost three places, but Tyler Turbo Whip charges his way through to take victory in round two and win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so never know when you get back next year, there might be 50. Last time through three and four. Blumquist has got to prevail. Morrisburg, Tennessee, Scott Blumquist wins his second three. Scott, the thing I got to ask you, of course, no radios, no really pit boards. Did you know that Billy was coming? 
Well, you know, uh, they had some pit boards and stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I really just ran a hard race the whole time. You know, we really weren't that concerned about it. We got some traffic there where they were running too wide. Kind of had to be patient, you know, and I wasn't really sure, but the you know, car felt good enough. I felt like we had something. Are you guys shocked that Scott Bloomquist was confident there? No. <laughs> he felt like that had something. Jared, you know what the real dream is? Get ready for a big cat-like barstool um, read right here, Suavergetti. The real dream is Mark Martin Automotive. If you're in the market for a new or used car, truck, or van, or anything in between, visit markmartinautomotive.com or stop by their stores in Arkansas, especially in Batesville today. I still say the coolest thing about Mark Martin Automotive is this. They will not only deliver a car to you if you buy it, they will pick you up at the airport if you fly in Mark Martin Automotive. Go now or visit their stores online. They are the official live production vehicle of Dirt on Dirt, and we would not have it any other way. Thanks to Lance and Mark and all of the guys in Mark Martin Automotive. We have loved, we have two Mark Martin vehicles we on do. the Dirt on Dirt premises. We literally bought one of them outright because we just love the guys so much. So check everyone out at Mark Martin Automotive. You know I wasn't going to get through this Eldora preview show without some Andy Savory Eldora statistical meat. Uh, credit Andy Savory, guys. Don't forget, we got to give him a little shout oh, yeah. out for this, all right? Uh, his Twitter, like again, like I'm tweeting this stuff out. Um, top 10 dream earners the past 10 years. No surprise who's on top. Scott Bloomquist did $338,000 in one event over the past decade. No wonder people are picking Dale McDowell, Derek. Second place at 167, Herb Jr., Moyer, Davenport, O'Neill, Clanton. Now, as you can tell, the guys that have won it, obviously, those that are over $100,000. How about, Derek, John Blankenship in ninth? Did that surprise you at all? I mean, the guys are raced in a, in yeah, a hot I don't minute. Think he's racing like three or four years there at the Big E. So, uh, but he's always good at Eldora, and he's back this week, so... He's going to put on a show for the fans. A fascinating sub-layer to those statistics right there. Get this. Billy Moyers won six globes. Derek, how many? Six what globes? Six? Six MF or globes. Six MF and globes. Billy Moyers won six globes. His total earnings for his six World 100 victories is $184,000 total. That is $616,000 less than Bloomquist has collected for his eight dream victories even if you take two of them out it's still 416 to 184 so it pays to win the dream kids uh that's the bottom line is that it pays to win the dream let's finish this dream preview show strong with five to go Get Dave Farney there. I love it. Just flexing, flossing. Number five, obviously, it's an Eldora weekend, so it's a little quieter. But when they do race head-to-head -head with the Big E, usually they do it in the southeast, which is the case this weekend. Southern All-Stars with a pair in the great state of Georgia. Friday night at Oglethorpe for 4000 a win. But the headliner is probably Saturday at Red Griffin's Screven for $10,000 to win. Brandon Overton would be a natural pick, but they're headed north to Eldora. So how about Casey Roberts? I don't... They wavered a little, but I don't think they plan on being at Eldora. So I think the 101 gets it done at Screven. Maybe Oglethorpe, too. I'm just going to Screven for now. Come for the racing. Stay for the concessions at Screven all weekend. Number four, more Southeastern goodness. Chris Tilley's Ironman series has a double dip, both in the state of Tennessee, both paying 3000 to win. Wartburg Speedway on Friday and I-75 on Saturday. This is normally where I'd pick Donald McIntosh to easy pick off one of these, but he's also going to beat Eldora. Sort of like the Overton thing. So I'll go Corey Hedgecock to get at least one win. Iron Man this weekend 
in the volunteer state. Number three, there are very few places we have not covered a race at, but Mountain Motor Speedway in Isom, Kentucky is one of those places. Saturday night, the Commonwealth track will pay host to an unsanctioned 5,000 win. Turn, I have a, a general rule. If there's an unsanctioned race in the state of Kentucky at a track not only people know about, you pick Jackie Boggs and you get out of the way. Boggs wins five grand at Mountain Motor Saturday night. Number two, the Comp Cam Series has had so much momentum going into the year with the Sullivan brothers taking over, Chris and Jack. And unfortunately, all it's done is rain, rain, rain on them all over their Arkansas-based parade. They do get another track or another crack at it this weekend. Appetizer Friday at Crowley's Ridge. Nice crowd in that photo for 2500 And then Saturday, the Rockabilly 45 at Tracy Clay's I-30 Speedway in Little Rock, Arkansas. Here's another example where normally I'd pick one guy, in this case, Jack Sullivan, but he'll be working and not racing. So I'll go Kyle Beard. He's been sneaky good to start the season. How about the 86 car? Kyle Beard gets a win in the natural state, Derek. The, the motto of Arkansas, the natural state. Number one, it may be a crate show now, but it's still a big deal in Florida as the Powell Memorial rolls off Friday and Saturday for 10,000 a win at Volusia Speedway Park. Qualifying in heats on Friday in the 24th annual, almost as long as the dream, the 24th annual Powell Memorial on Saturday for 10,000. If ever a race had Mark Whitener written all over it, it is this one. The Magic Man, book it, will leave Volusia $10,000 richer Saturday night. If you're in Florida this weekend, check out VSP for the Powell Memorial Friday and Saturday. Not only will we have coverage of the dream this weekend, turny, turn, turn, but what else do we have on demand? We have all kinds of stuff. Well, of course, we have the dream. Got to put that up top live at the dream yes. at Eldora. We will also have Southern All-Stars from Oglethorpe and Screven. Iron Man from Wartburg and I-75, Crates from Volusia, and the Tri-Track Challenge. There, I got it. Okay. Williams Grove <laughs> and Sealands Grove. Uh, yes, our good friend Kurt Smith out there helping out at Williams Grove and Sealands Grove. So uh, more than the dream just going on this weekend. And, of course, I can't say it again enough. We are live from Eldora this weekend. Every camera angle covered, pit reports, instant replay, everything in between. If you want to order right now, you can do so in the upper right-hand corner. We work with our good friend Jonathan Bateman and Roger Slack at eldorasspeedway.com. Live, 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 live. Derek, you do a few lives. Live, 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 live. Live, live. Turn, you do a few lives. Live, 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 live. live. We are live from Eldora if you want to watch. And don't forget, Derek, what is, what is a week from tomorrow, buddy? What is a week from tomorrow? This is your Summer Nationals. There we go. The Dirt Car Summer Nationals, Wednesday, Peoria. I will be there. And we have those. Every single race is alive, so get your fast pass. Every single race of the Summer Nationals is live in our partnership with Dirt Vision this year. You can watch them all for 39 bucks. You can literally watch every single like Hell Tour race. It is day. as good as it gets. Yeah, I don't even know the math, but it's pretty impressive. Summer Nationals start. I can't believe the Summer Nationals start in a week. What the hell is going on around here? Uh, so we got that coming up as well. Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes section. How about this? So Clint Smith gets a $3,000 win at Sonoya this past weekend. Uh, not enough for Clint to pull the car into victory lane turn. Of course, he's from Sonoya. Look at this. Hey, <laughs> we're pulling the whole truck into victory lane. I love that. Nothing That's screams what, old school. I like know. That. that is as cool as it gets. The, the Georgia track, the red truck, the old truck. The, I just love everything about that. Chubb Frank also got a win this weekend, didn't he, Suave? It's like the Dirty Dozen revival. Eckert's back. Chubb's back. Yep. Clint Smith's back. Oh, my. I had to read this note that Todd sent me. Uh, Brad Mueller from Random Lake, Wisconsin, won the super late model feature at Slinger Super Speedway last Sunday. That's asphalt. He won the late model feature at Plymouth, Wisconsin over the weekend. That's a dirt track. And then, and then won the Alan Kowicki Memorial Super Late Model Feature at Slinger again. That's three Super Late Model Feature wins in a row within eight days 
on an asphalt track and a dirt track. I, how do I feel about it? I don't know how to, what to, how to process that. Someone help me out here. Is it 800 horsepower, fire breathing, <laughs> mud slinging? But hey, you're getting, you're getting wins, so it's all matters. I love that. And, uh, you know, we did the, we debuted a segment during uh, Speed Weeks that went over really well called The Drive Home. Um, every night we just put the uh, thing on in the car, we just got in there and we drove home. It went over really well. What do you think, Eldora, Derek? Do we bring Drive Home back, me, you, Ben, and Kevin? No doubt about it. Oh, you know, we got to do it because I still get asked to this day, man, that was the, or not asked, <laughs> told that it was like one of our best segments. So I think we should do it for that maybe sometimes on the Hell Tour. Um, yeah, we'll see. You yeah, know, I mean, without, exactly. without, without me hosting, it's not as strong. I know, it's probably better, but so, whatever. Uh, and one final note, and this is on a very personal level tonight, um, our good friend uh, Travis Cushion passed away this week. I know that if you've been on Twitter or Facebook or seen it on social media, many people, you see the Travis' smiling face right there. Travis spearheaded so much of um, the Dirt Late Model magazine and uh, what is Dirt Monthly now. And it, few people know this, but when we built Dirt on Dirt, it was, th- um, it was through his company in Iowa that helped us build it, Brian Lilly and Frank Mason and those guys that helped us build the first rendition of Dirt on Dirt. And Travis Cushion was one of those guys that had our back all the way, all the way back in 2007. He was beloved by everyone that knew him. He was a gentle giant. He was sweet. I loved him to death. You never had a bad interaction with Travis. He was very just a noble guy, honorable guy. And uh, his very short battle with cancer ended just this past week. And it just was heartbreaking to find out that it happened. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family and everybody. But I could not do this show tonight without mentioning Travis Cushion. And he's one of those, Amber, my wife said it. She knew Travis well, and she loved him. And she said he's an original dirt-on-dirt guy. He's one of those guys that's just been with us since the beginning. And he meant a lot, particularly photographers in the sport who would send their images to him. He would be the one that would put them together for the magazines. Travis was beloved by everybody, and we just wanted to say... We're going to miss you, man. You were fantastic to the industry, fantastic to the sport, and um, you meant a lot to me and everybody here at DirtOnDirt.com. So RIP, bud, we're going to miss you. Um, I did want to bring things full circle on the show. You saw the cold open to start Late Model Live where I voiced that piece basically saying the world and the dream are right there together. I don't think it's one and two. I think it's maybe the world by a smudge, but the dream is a lot closer than people think. In my mind, the World 100 will always be at the top of the Dirt Late Model dream should get more respect than it does. I am as excited to go to an event for this year's dream as I have been to go to any event in a long time, and I absolutely mean that. I think our entire staff, based on the content you've seen, is ready to rock this weekend. Longest late model live in history turn. Did I do it? Uh, Hour 41 minutes. Hour 41 minutes, baby. (laughs) Yes, I did it. For Derek Kessinger, for Michael Turnreiners, and everybody here at DirtOnDirt.com, give me a live, one live each. Live. 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 We are live from Eldora this weekend. Thank you for watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. We'll see you Thursday for the Big E.